Today is Monday, January 4th, and we are winding down the days we have football. And it's a sad time, but not to worry. We are here with a football-packed episode of the What's the Snaps podcast. If you're an OG listener, you already know. I'm Mike Fink, joined alongside by Michael Sussman. Suss, how's it going? Yo, yo, what up? It's going pretty good. How you doing, man? I like the gear, baby. Go football hey, team. I don't, I, I don't know what that R team. is, though. I don't know what that, know what that, that, what that R is. The old thing the football team used to be called that we're not allowed to call them anymore, even though both Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels called them by that old name that's not politically correct to use. Ooh, I still got the hat, but it's all Can't good. We that. are here. The Washington football team won. Our Mountaineers won. So we are living high right now. But before we get into too much of the podcast, we have got to thank our sponsor. As always, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Baked Goods Vintage. Care about the environment, but also love rocking sick johns? Baked Goods provides a sustainable clothing option in a world where mall brands and major fashion companies are generating tremendous amounts of waste. You know how much tremendous is? Like more than a lot. Vintage clothes are all the rage these days, and Baked Goods has all of the vintage johns you could need for every occasion. Looking to upgrade your personal style this year? Baked Goods has everything from vintage jeans, old school caps, and trashed workwear to help you create a unique aesthetic that is one of a kind. You can find them on Instagram at Baked Goods Vintage or at their brand new blog website, bakedgoodsvintage.com. So thank you again to Baked Goods for sponsoring another episode of the podcast. This Washington hat is so old, it looks like it could be a part of Baked Goods Vintage. It is not. We are going to jump right into the NFL talking about my Washington football team. If you didn't watch that game, you missed out on a game for the ages. Not really. It was a horrible game offensively. Both offenses did not play well. What did you see in that game, Sus? I saw pretty much a preseason game in week 17 of the NFL. Disgraceful from the Eagles going with Sudfeld and not Jalen Hurts there. Uh, I understand tanking if we're talking about like the first overall pick, but they jumped from nine to six. I understand that, but where does it stop? Or has it been going on forever and we just don't know it? it like, I, I don't understand as a coach how you make that decision and even cover it up at that point because you're doing something like that and you're putting the team in a position not to win. You want to go out and you want to win games. And it's ridiculous that you go from a guy, Jalen Hurts, who was tearing us up, running the ball. Yeah. The guy was running all over us, two rushing touchdowns, moving out of the pocket. Nobody could hit him, not Chase Young, not Montez Sweat. It was ridiculous. And I don't, I, I, I guess I understand you want the sixth pick. You know, you go from getting maybe the best corner to the best defensive lineman. That's what a bunch of people have been saying on, you know, the talking heads on sports talk radio and stuff. It doesn't make a big difference to me. If I'm, if I'm Doug Peterson, coach of the Eagles, I want to knock out the football team. So, yeah, it's just NFC East divisional rivalries. It's a shame to just see him waste one. Exactly. Especially when, like we said, it could have knocked the football team out of the playoffs when they are having, in my opinion, one of the, like even though it wasn't a great win season, you know we finished seven and nine. But the fact that we started out one and five under Dwayne Haskins slash Kyle Allen, and then we get the heroic comeback of Alex Smith, who I tweeted it out. At this point, if he does not have a statue outside of FedEx Field, I don't know what I'm going to do. If he wins us this playoff game okay, against Tampa, all right, it, it's the NFC East. A statue. They went yes. seven and nine. Let's slow our roll a For little bit. If he did. wins the Super Bowl, if they win the Super Bowl. Then hey, he, he's already got be, a Lombardi. There should be trophy. ten Alex Smith statues. Did you see that they made his cast into a Lombardi trophy? I did not know that. It was his metal cast. His wife had it made into a makeshift Lombardi trophy. It looks awesome. So, but awesome. if a football team makes it to the Super Bowl, I will name my alleged firstborn son Alex Smith. You heard it here first. 
If we if win the they Super make Bowl, it, if they if win, win, they have to win. win they have to win it. Okay. We have to go and beat either Kansas City or Buffalo. But I will name my alleged firstborn son Alex Smith. Alex hey man, Smith. that's legitimate. That's legitimate. I wonder what the odds are right now for the the football team to to go all the way. They can't be very. High. At this point, paste up, placed a one dollar bet on the football team. Your income would be like Jeff Bezos. That that's how little the odds are. <laughs> it's worth a shot. Hey, you never know. Scared money don't make money. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. But talking about this game, what's ridiculous is the fact that Jalen Hurts was sad. We we said it earlier. It's just blatant tanking, and the fact that it, if you listen to Jalen Hurts' press conference, I don't I don't know if you did or if any of our viewers did. I'm gonna sum it up if you didn't. Um, he basically said, "This is this is him sitting there. Coach has got a plan. I, I may not know what it is, but coach has got a plan." It, that's him not understanding why he was sat. There's in the no order. plan. There, there yeah. is not a plan. You play Nate Sudfeld. Sudfeld's not the plan. No, not even. So what? Close. So what is the? So what is the plan? Hey, it's not. I guess it's. Ta- I guess it's. I about. guess it's tank to slide down three picks. I mean, it worked or slide up three picks rather. It did work. That could be. That's there could, there's usually a big jump six to nine. I I would think in the draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, you never know, but I mean that also that you might think, pay off. If if it pays off, they're not going to care. Exactly. If it pays off, you never know what they're going to do when it comes to especially Carson Wentz. And now you have the sixth pick instead of the ninth pick. You could do a little bit of deal there because Carson Wentz's contract isn't great. If you want to ship him out of town, I think they owe him something like twenty million dollars if they were to back out of the contract this year. So maybe that draft pick will help sweet. I don't think they're going to trade away their first-round draft pick. What am I talking about? But that draft pick is definitely going to help in that regard. But talking about Doug Peterson, I think it's kind of crazy that this happened and the faith that the Philadelphia Eagles have in him when guys like Anthony Lynn are getting fired. He didn't have a great season, but he ended it on a four-game win streak. The Chargers started to roll. He got fired. Adam Gase obviously deserved to be fired. He's He might be the worst coach I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, yeah. He's horrible. Oh, and then – Doug Maroney, who I don't think was given a fair shake. He was given Jacksonville. I hope he succeeds somewhere else. Now they're saying that Urban Meyer might come take that job. They're looking at other guys. But the fact that those three guys got canned and Doug Peterson still has a job after going, what what did the Eagles finish? 4-11-1? He won a Super Bowl three years ago. Let's give him the grace period. Let's give him him a few years. The Philly special was not that long ago. Exactly. And he had Nick Foles. Maybe Philly's just a backup quarterback city. They are, which is probably not a good thing. You don't want to be that. Boston's no. title town, Philly's backup town. Backup town. <laughs> you heard it That's here true. first. Philly is backup town because, you know, Nick Foles, everybody loved when Jalen Hurts came in and started making waves. Nobody likes the starting quarterback in Philly is, is what I think it, it is. Carson Wentz, though. The, those were both Carson Wentz situations. Exactly, which is why he needs to get out of town. They need to ditch him somewhere. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a guy like I, him. I, I think he could probably run like a, a somewhat simple option offense at the Arena League level, maybe. He, he's terrible. He, he, he's terrible. He's going to go to the fan-controlled football league, which Johnny Manziel is starting, which I think you and I should both. Literally, it's a form you fill out online to play in. Do they? Oh, I could, be, I could kick. I think we should both fill out a form to play. I've never played football besides backyard football in my life, but I'll give it a shot. I've I've never played real football. Should exactly, you played Division Two football, but as a kicker, in, in a kind of yeah, I did. But I'm talking about being like a real, like grown person that goes in there and flails their body around. I've never tried. I, think that. I mean, you got to think the best athletes go to the NFL. The next best, probably the CFL. 
Probably. And then after the CFL, you've got the dudes that are going to try to play in the XFL. Well, Actually, yeah. Wanna, XFL, wanna... then CFL. Uh, yeah. And then you've got dudes that are trying to play semi-pro ball, and then you've probably got the fan control football league. So we're thinking like D3 guys, high school dudes who maybe tore their ACL and didn't get a fair shake at their Alabama scholarship they were offered their sophomore year. So we might have a shot. That's more or less fraternity intramural sports. Exactly. And we we dominated at that. We, we were very average at that. Exactly. We were highly competitive intramural athletes. But I could sit here and talk about the football team all day. But let's go in and let's talk about the playoff picture coming up for the NFL because the playoffs are set. We're going to start with Saturday's lineup. This upcoming Saturday, the games that we have are some good games. To start it off, we have the Seattle Seahawks against the Los Angeles Rams. It's going to be a good game. Um, is Jared Golf going to be back for that game? We don't know. His backup won the game. But – I like Russell Wilson either way, no matter who plays. Him and DK, I like it. I think the r- only way that the Rams can win that game is if they come out and cause a lot of turnovers, to at least two, maybe three, because mm-hmm. they're just going to need to rely on their defense so much. Aaron Donald's going to have to have a day. But Jared Goff's been struggling either way. I don't even know if – you definitely want him to start just for from a continuity 100%. standpoint and just because of his upside, but – the Rams are in trouble offensively. I got the Seahawks. I think Russell Wilson gets into a groove and just does what he does and gets in a rhythm and with if, Metcalf, hopefully. I don't if know. If they have a scent of or a little smidgen of a running game, it's a wrap. If they can run the ball a little bit, yeah. Russ has got in the play action, the deep ball to DK Metcalf. I also have the Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks are minus four and a half in this game is what Vegas has them set at. Um, I think that's fair. I'd, I'd take Seattle to cover the spread and win by about six. It's tough with Aaron Donald chasing you down, Mm -hmm. but I I think Russ Cooks. Exactly. I I agree with you. Our next game is near and dear to my heart. We've got my Washington football team versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think think the football team keeps it close. Two very different off-season storylines. On one end, you have the greatest football player of all time leaving the, the organization that he's been at for 20 years to go give it a try in Tampa. And now here he is in the playoffs. It's a here. Now we'll find out, was it Brady, was it Belichick, whatever. He's got a shot I to prove everybody wrong and say, look, but if he wins a Super Bowl, then it's not, if you even were thinking about debating whether or not he was the GOAT, then you're delusional. All right? I agree. Two different franchises, seven rings, it's here, it's time. And on the other end, you've got the Washington football team who had a naming, I don't want to say scandal, but controversy over the offseason. Currently just doesn't have a team name. We might sexual, as well be called the Washington scandal at this point. That, that might as well be Sexual harassment allegations as well in the offseason. The quarterback that you drafted first round just flames out, gets cut. Ron Rivera gets cancer. Beats cancer. And there and it beats cancer. Alex Smith comes back. And now now they now there they are right next to Tampa Tom. It's full circle, man. I I I I would love to make the ballsy prediction here cuz the football team that that's a story I think anybody can get behind. But did you see Tom Brady last week? He looked good. He looked good. He looked like he looked like Tom Brady. He he looked like that he got in the time machine that I've been wanting Ben Roethlisberger to get in, and he yeah. went back in time three or four years. 
He's actually got one. He he he, he bought it. He gets out of his house. He, it's at Derek Jeter's mansion in Tampa. Exactly. Which is insane that two great athletes have lived in one place. Just Derek Jeter's mansion is now Tom Brady's mansion. Like that's, they, that's that's insane. Storybook stuff. Yeah. But they pooped I, on the same toilets. That's crazy. Oh my god! I never even thought of it like that. those are some legendary toilets in there. Yeah, Derek Jeter and Tom Brady have pooped in, in in the same toilet. I think that toilet needs to be in like they need to clone it, and where one of his toilets needs to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame, and the other toilet needs to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. <laughs> I mean, they probably have like fifteen of them in there. I would think. I would assume so. That, that way, you don't have to use the same toilet every day. Yeah. But I'm going to be bold here because I said I'm not going to pick against the Washington football team the rest of the year, and I'm really not. Even if I wasn't, you got here. You go. Hear me out. Tom Brady is a walking statue back there, and we have one of the best front fours in football right now. Chase Young and Montez Sweat have been playing like absolute animals. Dude, you just went into like a silhouette, like they're trying to hide your identity. There you go. You're back. It was literally like you're trying to hide your identity <laughs> in an investigation discovery piece, and you were going to talk in a voice synthesizer thing. Oh, there it is yeah. again. I'm dark tonight. I moved my uh, my lamp over to my apartment. I, I don't have any exterior lighting. Oh, you're good. But anyway, we, in, we got the, in the shadows. We got one of the best front fours in football. Cole Holcomb is playing out of his mind. Our secondary Cameron Curl, who's a rookie, seventh round draft pick, is balling. Um, Kendall Fuller and uh, Kendall Fuller is playing amazing this year on the outside. And I think our defense could hold Tampa Bay. The only thing that's going to hold us back is our offense. Can Alex Smith get the quick releases? I think Tampa is going to blitz a lot because that's what the Eagles did. And Alex Smith is about as mobile as Tom Brady right now with that calf injury. Um, but I think our defense, if they can get a couple turnovers, it's it's a wrap. I think we could potentially sack Tom Brady six times. It's greatest comeback story of all time versus greatest of all time. I love this one, man. And, and you mentioned Tom Brady getting sacked six times. It's kind of reminiscent of when the Giants knocked him off in the Super Bowl. That's the way to get to Tom Brady. You got to hit him a lot. I'm not doing it, though. I'm not doing it, though. I got the bucks. Fair respect. Fair respect. The line is seven and a half points. Um, yeah, that's respectable. They're giving them respect. They're, they're I giving Washington the football team respect. Anyway. I think Washington loses by three to five. Okay. I think a two-point conversion doesn't go their way early if they do lose. But so you're not, you're not actually sticking with your promise to pick the football team every game. No, I, I am sticking with it. I said they're going to win. If I'm betting the money line, I am taking Washington. You're betting the money line. Okay. All right. I got you. I'm betting the money line. I'm saying on the spread. I'm also yeah. picking Washington to beat the spread, but it's seven and a half points. Yeah, that's so a different conversation. I got you. I yeah. got you. Um, our other Saturday game is the Buffalo Bills and the Indianapolis Colts. Your Indianapolis Colts versus who I believe is maybe right now probably the second hottest team because the Packers have absolutely caught fire. But the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen putting up a dark horse MVP season right now. I think it's hard to not pick the Buffalo Bills. The Colts added some really nice players this year. They had a great draft. I love what Phillip Rivers has given them. It hasn't been perfect all year, but when you consider his age and just making the playoffs, they've done what they had to do yep. to get into this position, and props to Chris Ballard and Frank Reich. But they're just running into a buzzsaw this week against the Bills. They've been absolutely dominant the last few weeks. Josh Allen is playing with moxie and confidence, and he's got a cannon for a right arm. Oh, that dude! The only guys that rival him are Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. He's got he's got a Big Ben build. He can scamper mm -hmm. around, and he can chuck it. He's got one of the best deep threats in the league in Stephon Diggs, and a great defense behind him. They've just been unstoppable recently. I agree. I'm I'm going to take the Bills, and 
the line is set at Bills minus six and a half. And I think that's an easy cover for Buffalo. I think Buffalo wins by about 10 to 12 and takes the Colts. And then they go in to the next game, which would be against one of these teams. we got the Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens. This is an intriguing matchup. Baltimore's going to want some payback after that game last year in the playoffs. Tennessee hasn't been playing great on defense recently, though. Took Derrick Henry the last second field goal to beat Houston. But Derrick Henry, dominant 2,000-yard rusher. I don't know. I don't know in this one. I think, I think I'm going to go with the Ravens just because the Titans' defense is not playing very well. I can see that. I'm going to take Tennessee because they have had Baltimore's number previously. And I think Derrick Henry is not going to win the MVP, but I think he should. And I think he is going to run all over the Baltimore Ravens. Do you think that Lamar Jackson, is Lamar Jackson going to be able to get that playoff monkey off his back? He's been a little jumpy in the playoffs. I hope he does because I really like Lamar Jackson as a player. I think he's great. I think he's going to be fantastic in the NFL as long as he can stay healthy, just like any other guy. Um, I don't think he gets the monkey off his back this year. I like their matchup a lot better if they would have ended up playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. But again, in this matchup, I, I like the Titans. Is there any excuse for getting like playoff nerves and choking in the moment this season, given, the, given that there's at least drastically less fans? I think it's still the playoffs, so you've got to understand that guys are going to be nervous. But playoff nerves for me go away after your first playoff start. You I know, think so, too. It, when, it's really never it's an first excuse. Time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying it's never really like a legitimate excuse. I'm just saying that uh, this year I think it's even less of an excuse. I would 100% agree because you don't have the fan atmosphere. Like normally, but when Baltimore is going to go to Tennessee, and that place can be a madhouse. Like people in Nashville love their Titans. Like so, but you you've got no fans, so it doesn't give as much pressure. But it's still pressure because you're going to be on TV. You're playing for the next game. So there's still pressure, but not as much. So I will agree with you, but I am taking the Tennessee Titans. Our next game, interdivision rival rematch from last week, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. I love everything about it. Cleveland Browns fans want nothing more than to dethrone a team that they've never beaten at Heinz Field ever. The Browns have never won at Heinz Field. I don't think it's going to happen, though. It took 24-22 to to beat them without Big Ben. I think he comes off a week of rest. And for just one week, I think he's the Big Ben of old. I think he plays great. Hits Juju for at least two. Claypool for at least one. I like your pick. I said earlier in the year, or on this podcast, as well to other people, that the Pittsburgh Steelers were not going to win a playoff game. That was when I thought they were going to play the Ravens or the Colts. I think they beat the Browns. I just think the Steelers are going to have the Browns number. For a long time, you said that the Browns have not beaten the Steelers at Heinz Field. Well, Ben Roethlisberger, up until recently, had the most wins all time for a quarterback in the Browns stadium. It's a real stat. That's embarrassing. Yeah, and they play them twice a year and once a year at home. That is incredibly embarrassing. That's terrible. Yeah, I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers. The line is three and a half. I think it's a it's a bigger difference than that. I think it's about a seven eight point win by the Steelers from up there in Pittsburgh. Um, going up now, we've got one more game to talk about, and we have the New Orleans Saints and the Chicago Bears. Ah, Bears. Ah, Bears. Expect a lot of defense early in this game. I think that 
the Saints are, are going to utilize Alvin Kamara on the outside heavily, try to get him going in the pass game. Breeze doesn't need to be great to win this one, but he needs to be solid. They need to hit a couple plays down the field, but for the most part, just taking care of the ball and playing great defense, which they usually do, will get it done. I have the Saints by 14. I like the Saints, too. I've got the Saints by 12, a little bit less than you. I definitely prices right at you right there. No shame in it. No shame in it. Um, I think the Bears are a good team. I like Mitch Trubisky. I also like Nick Foles. I'm glad they're rolling with Trubisky. Um, but Alvin Kamara, dog. Drew Brees, dog. Oh, yeah. Marshawn Lattimore, dog. Cam Jordan, dog. They, they, they just got more dogs all over. The dogs are going to win. Uh, I heard this from an inebriated person at the bar last night. Alvin Kamara is the best running back in the NFL. What, what do you – What? okay. The, right was, now in the league or when yeah. everybody is healthy? No, right now in the league. Right now it's Derrick Henry. But, but, okay, that just prompts me to wonder, where would you put Alvin Kamara? And does he get the respect he deserves? Because he is a factor. As the pure running back because he is a pass-catching back. He is like Christian McCaffrey in a pass-catcher slash runner. Because Alvin Kamara can run the rock. He is just so much more lethal in the pass game coming out of the backfield, getting that matchup on a linebacker or a slower safety. Because you ultimately have to put a corner on him to be able to keep up with him. But he's so strong. I think he's a top five back. When everybody's healthy, my running back dynamic goes a little bit like this. I've got Christian McCaffrey as the number one back. I think he can do it all. He's just as good of a pass catcher as Alvin Kamara, but can run like the other guys. I got Saquon Barkley at two. I got Derrick Henry three. Uh, we've argued about this before. I don't know. How do you have Derrick Henry three? That's insane. He, he just balls out. He, gets, he just shows up every year. If you're a running back, it's Derrick Henry. But when you, you got it influence the passing game which is what the nfl has come to a lot he is not a great pass catcher he is 100 for me i don't care just because for me just because of the sheer physical specimen he is that's all i care about and i understand that that's why i have him at three i think saquon is just as much of a physical specimen and he can catch out of the backfield better than derrick henry i I don't care i've got kamara and then zeke i'm not a huge believer in zeke i was before the year started but this year, I am not as big of a believer. But he's he's a top five back. The proof is in the pudding. Derrick Henry is great. I think he's the best in the game. He this season. I I, 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 I want to see. It. I want I want Rodgers to get it. I think Rodgers deserves it. I'm okay with Aaron Rodgers winning it. I, I'm I'm fine with that. It's just the, the MVP has kind of become like the Heisman for me. It's whoever the best quarterback is is going to win it. Yeah, no, that's true. So, and talking about the Heisman, we are going to now flip over to. The sport that's going to leave me that make me the most sad when oh, it's over, and uh, I'm I'm going to do a quick wardrobe change if you don't mind. Um, okay, okay. We have a number nine Washington football team jersey, and he's going to go on. ahead and switch to a number seven WVU jersey. Oh, it's a Will Greer uni. Wow. Okay. The Mountaineers beat the Army Golden Knights. In the Liberty Bowl, 24 to 21. Go Mountaineers. Go Mountaineers. Let's go. That was probably the most nauseating football game of my entire life. It was terrible. I yeah. fell asleep like six times, but hey, found a way to get it done. We found a way to get it done, and we found a way to get it done on the back of you and I's least favorite Mountaineer player, Austin Kendall. Yeah, yeah he's but definitely up there. I think that our hatred fueled him. 
You think that's what he's just all season? He's just been listening to what's the snaps, just being yes. like, okay, when I get my shot, I'm going to show these guys. And he's when he saw Jared Dagey, mm-hmm. <laughs> when mm-hmm. he saw Jared Dagey just forget how to play football, he was like, now. Which was horrible for time. me as the leader of the Jared Dagey fan club. You might need to pipe down on that one. Yeah, yeah. Especially going into next season, I will. But the Mountaineers still got it done, and that's all I care about. We're going to be real quick on this game because we're going to get to all of college football. But what did you see from this game? Because I've got one takeaway from this game. If I could only have one. I don't this. have a lot. I do not have a lot of takeaways from this game. Army runs a 1940s offense. We stopped it. Great. Doesn't really tell me much. Offensively, we didn't get going for a lot of the game. Jared Diggy literally fell asleep in the middle of a drop back and fumbled mm-hmm. it. Just handed it to the other team. We didn't establish any rhythm offensively. Good for Austin Kendall. Good for TJ Simmons. Uh, two seniors that had their moment on the way out. Better to win it than lose it, I guess. But that that game was not fun to watch. No, it was not fun to watch either. Uh, but my one takeaway is we did one thing that we couldn't do all season, and that is close. We came we in close. and we closed the game, and we won because we've lost close games all season. Texas should game, we Baylor game? We've lost these close get close games. Maybe should we have put Austin Kendall in in the fourth quarter? Maybe was he the closer? He was the Ryan Fitzpatrick to Jared Dagey's to a tongue of Aloha? Possibly. Hey, you know, we'll never know because Austin Kendall is on to bigger and better things. He's graduated. He's a senior. Ended his Mountaineer career on top with a bowl win in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. One of the premier bowls. If you're not going to get a New Year's Six Bowl, you want to get into the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. And that's just all there is. We couldn't get in. We, yeah, we're in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. You we and I were. Yeah, we could we get in. <laughs> the boys from What's the Snaps tried to get into the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, and I think that they didn't even read the email; just denied it. I think they did. It said your access has been denied. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for ridiculous. your interest in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Your request has been denied. That I think they heard all the hate for that we had for Neil Brown. Up. They might have. They might. Have, they might have been a, bla- a background check. They were like, "Okay, let's see what these guys are about." Check these dumbasses. Maybe we were podcast. just too goofy. I don't know. Uh, more likely, he was just like, "No," but either way, didn't 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 go down. Yeah. Either way, that was the WVU AutoZone Liberty Bowl. We're mad. Three we're anti Liberty Bowl. Anti-Liberty I'm giving the Liberty Bowl a three out of ten. Bad football game. Uh, Army should have beat us. They should have. Yeah. With their so, 1940s offense, they don't pass. Hey, and you hated on the 1940s offense and almost beat us. That that does not that does not that, that says a lot of bad things about us. Yeah, but we're going into next year. We're going to be bigger. We're going to be better. We're going to be faster. We're going to be stronger. <laughs> okay, and we're going to make a different bowl and not the Autos and Liberty Bowl, so that we can go. Uh, we're we're going to keep climbing. Is that we're going to keep climbing? We trust we in it. We, we trust in this climb. We want a bowl game. I'm trusting it. All right, fair enough. But. You know who didn't win a bowl game? Who? Florida. Florida did not win a bowl game. Florida came out and basically laid an egg. Any hope that Kyle Trask had for the Heisman is gone. Absolutely if, gone. If West Virginia would have played Oklahoma, how much do you think they would have lost by? The game would still be going. Like it would, Oklahoma would have just scored again? Yeah, just o- Oklahoma would have just scored and the score would have been 238-3. to three. Man, they were good. They were not the no. same team at the end of the year that they were at the beginning of the year at all. No, they they flipped a different switch, and I I want to know what the switch was because I think WVU needs it. But that would help. Yeah, I don't know 
what happened because yeah, they don't played even... fantastic. And I, I loved it. I, I love the big 12 was undefeated in bowl games. So put some respect on our damn name as no, a conference. Won't do it. Won't do it as a whole conference. You won't. I miss the regional rivalries. I hate the Big 12. I hate everything. I hate the Big 12. Right? I'm a put pessimist. Put some respect on our name. I'm a, I'm a well-known West Virginia pessimist. No, like, not, even just, not even just West Virginia. And I found my AirPods, by the way. They fell into my well, jersey. What do, what do bowl games prove? You go play Army and you win? That doesn't mean you can compete with the SEC, ex- uh, with the exception of Oklahoma, obviously. But uh, the Big 12 as a whole, yeah. I just it doesn't say much to me. It, I understand that. I understand where you're coming from. I get it. But we are undefeated. We beat the Pac-12 and we beat the SEC Ooh. because the well, the Pac-12 we've gone over. It's not a Power Five conference. The Pac-12 is in between a Group of Five and a Power Five because they're just not good. I hate them. Put your games on at one o'clock so I can actually watch and like know that you're bad without having to just check the box score. Or just play games. That'd be that cool as well. Would they play like five games? I think they got to six. They got to six. Oregon I think they got six. to six like Ohio State. Speaking of Ohio State, I've got to eat crow. I was wrong. The Ohio State Buckeyes did it. They did it. I was hating on them. I thought Clemson was going to come out and win. They just, they showed up and Clemson didn't, is, is what it they, really they made. Up. They made a statement. They did. They were getting slept on. That was the also. best I have seen Justin Fields play in his college career. It, it's probably my fault and everybody else's fault, but I, I honestly forgot. Yeah. That dude, that dude can play. That dude, well, he had it. He came off of two or three bad games against Northwestern, and then the game before that, and he didn't have a great game. Like he, he really didn't put up a great season. I had him as a Heisman candidate to start the season, but even with the lack everybody. of games, yeah. Uh, but he's out to prove something. You know, I, I I saw this post on the tweeter, and uh, it was Justin Fields. He, him and Trevor Lawrence, he lost to Trevor Lawrence for Georgia, for the state of Georgia player of the year. He's going to be the number two pick behind Trevor Lawrence. Everybody said Trevor Lawrence is going to beat him in the national championship. Trevor Lawrence beat him last year, and the guy came out and said, screw you, I'm done losing. He said, not today. Yeah. Not this day. And he put up a game. The whole Ohio State team really did. I hated to see targeting uh, factor into the game once again. I, I guess, you know. All in all, maybe it's fair because it got Sean Wade last year. It got mm-hmm. the Clemson linebacker this year. Um, I hated to see that. Justin Fields, though, just played great. Those couple of those deep balls that he hit were just on a They're rope. miraculous. He, he dropped them out of the sky. It was beautiful. Yeah, and the addition of Chris Olave, I believe, helped him a lot. He did not have Chris Olave for Northwestern. Had him oh, for sure. Clemson. How much of an impact, or how much of a wave will the Ohio State Buckeyes make against the... Even when Clemson was playing great, Alabama is just on a different level. Yeah. Alabama is just the coup de gras. You know, it's like the ah, the mecca of college football dominance. How close do you think this game is? If Ohio State plays like they did last week, it's going to be close. It's going to be. I think it's. I think it's a toss up from a straight up talent standpoint. Ohio State can hang right there. I mean, they they have a first round corner in Sean Wade. Defensively, they've struggled. They've struggled a little bit. But Justin Fields is as good as anybody. It's a toss-up in the quarterback matchup. Him or I don't Mac think it's Jones? A there, I think Justin Najee Fields is better Harris than Mac Harrison, Sermon. Okay, he so here's be. how I break it down. I've got like if if you line up the best players in each position that really matter, you know, quarterback Justin Fields has it. You know, running back it's Najee Harris. Wide receiver, I mean, you got to go Devontae Smith. And now Jalen Wydell might play. But, 
But in both of those situations, though, Devontae Smith, Chris Olave, on a given day, Chris Olave could have a better game. Same with Trey exactly. Sermon and Najee Harris. Exactly. It's, it's studs all over the board. Uh-huh. And game. then on defense, you mentioned Sean Wade. Uh, Alabama also has Sertan, who I think is the best corner coming out of this draft class. Top 10 pick, easy coming out of there. And he's going to shut down as much as you can shut down an Ohio State offense with a great quarterback and a wide receiver. He's going to have his work cut out with Chris Olave. I think he holds him. I think if Ohio State can run the ball like they did, I think they had almost 300 yards rushing against Clemson. It was some ungodly, like 236 yards. It's going to be hard for Alabama to stop him. But I, at the end of the day, will take the Crimson Tide, coached by Nick Saban, all-time great, West Virginia native. I'm on the Buckeyes here. Are you really? Justin Fields showed me something last week. I understand that. He showed me something. He he was absolutely picking that defense apart. He was he it was slinging it all over the yard. No, one hundred percent. And I get I I understand, especially with how well they played. If this would have been a close game against Clemson, you know they would have edged out thirty eight to thirty six or something. Yeah. But they just utterly dominated. Art the the best quarterback in college football, the second best coach in college football, the best defensive coordinator in my opinion in college football, and Mike Venables. And they just absolutely smacked them in the face. Do you think being fresher, having only played now seven games, is a factor for for the for Ohio State? I think against anybody but Alabama, it would be. I just think Alabama is so well coached. They're so well disciplined. They're so well conditioned under the king in Nick Saban, the king of college football. Like Dabo was close for a while, but it's still Nick Saban. He's the king of college football. And he was pissed after they walloped Notre Dame. They beat Notre Dame thirty-one to fourteen, and he was pissed. He was like, we he's just a he's just a grumpy old man. He has the right to be though, because he's the goat. I guess. I guess. So you've got Ohio State. I've got Alabama. I think we might get into another realm. We're making a, a a questionable decision on a bet here, and we need a punishment. We'll probably tweet that out later this week because we don't have one on mm-hmm. the air. And there's one more thing that I want to talk about. You and I kind of texted about it. I didn't want to hear your side. You didn't want to hear my side. But we are going to try to fix college football bowl season. Or like our, yeah. our, our things that we don't like about the bowl season. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Go for it. Okay. So I have an idea how we might be able to fix it. And it's just essentially with the playoff format. Because my thing with the bowl season is how many guys set out for Florida? Eight guys. The main thing that bugs me about college football bowl season is the players sitting out. And I understand from a player standpoint, you want to go get your money in the NFL. You don't want to get hurt. You've got a guy like De'Eric King who tore his ACL playing against Oklahoma State. Thankfully, they have that extra year of eligibility because of the coronavirus, and he is going to come back and play for the Miami Hurricanes. But I, I don't want to see guys sitting out. I'm sure coaches don't want to see guys sitting out. Fans don't want to have teams or fit players sitting out. So that's just why we need to expand the college football playoff. And that's my main gripe, because you've got these New Year's Six Bowls, who are supposed to be the Premier Bowls, the Fiesta Bowl, the Peach Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Rose Bowl. But they don't mean anything if you're not seeing the best players play. It's my same deal with load management. You buy a ticket to go see Kawhi Leonard, but because Kawhi Leonard doesn't want to play that day, you don't get to see Kawhi Leonard play. It's a different story because the college athletes aren't getting paid, and I understand that, so that's why I'm torn here. But that's why the college ball playoff needs to be expanded. You need to go to about 12 teams, or you can do nine, I guess, and then the number one, the number two seeds have a bye, and then you in- include the other bowls in the tournament all six new year's six bowls are now the games to get to the national championship i'm totally with you my model is pretty much exactly the the same you need at least an eight team playoff and then you could get those games you could get those 
uh, bowl games in. And I just want some more excitement. Okay. I'm with you. Great players on both sides of the field. You can't blame Clemson and Ohio State and Alabama and Notre Dame for recruiting great players and and, and them performing. I, I understand that. But at the same time, shake it up. Make them earn it. Do something. I mean, Notre mm-hmm. Dame did not do anything overly impressive during their regular season to just prove that they're better than everybody. Yeah. They beat Clemson without Trevor Lawrence, and Clemson couldn't stay on the field with Ohio State. They couldn't hang. Exactly. Exactly. I will say that we were on the Cincinnati train. Cincinnati got blown out by Georgia. Yeah. Um, and then everybody was talking about Coastal. Coastal just lost to Liberty. But still, there are a good group of five teams that could make waves any given day in the college football playoff or at least make it interesting if we were able to expand that model. And I think that's what everybody's complaint is. They want more college football playoff games. And all you've got to do, hear me out, cut off one non-conference game. So that already alleviates a week. Yeah. And then hear me out, ruffle some feathers. Maybe we don't have a conference championship. They're fun. I like them. People like them. I think there's a lot of money on the line in those. Mm-hmm. Um, as I'd far as too. far as the TV deals and the sponsorships mm-hmm. and things, um, I'm all right with the conference championship because it, it helps clear it up at the end of the season sometimes when it's close. But I'm just for that. more football. I'm all in for more I football. Make the national champion win 15, 16 games. Why not? Exactly. Get them ready for the NFL if they do that. Yeah, um, a lot of the big talking heads, you know, Joel Klatt, all those big guys are in favor of the expanding of the playoffs. And essentially, everybody almost has the same model because there's only so many different ways you could do it. It's just time. They need exactly. to do it. Four was not enough simply because the same teams are in it every year. Alabama there's nothing, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, those teams are just better. There's an echelon of college teams, and I would say it's about seven. And Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, Notre Dame I'd put up there, Oklahoma, and then you get into teams like Florida who are good one year and not. You can throw in Oregon as a Pac-12 team, even though they're not relevant. And that's your eight teams that are going to get all of the recruits that are better than everybody. Yeah, it's at least make them earn it a little bit more. Make make Alabama beat Coastal Carolina first round. Probably a blowout, but are you telling me you wouldn't watch that? Oh, I would watch it over and over and over again. Yeah, totally. Like Let's, just, let's get some intrigue going. Exactly. Shake it up a little bit. I'm bored. Exactly. Let's see... BYU go out and have to play Oklahoma and stop Spencer Rattler. Why not? And, and then if 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 Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State wins those three games, I don't want to make it sound like Clemson and Ohio State and Alabama don't deserve to get into the playoffs because well, uh, they this. do. Let's take. I the- just want to see the national champion have to go through more to get there. Let's take the NFL playoffs for example. The top four seeds, the top two seeds in the AFC are the Green Bay Packers and the New Orleans Saints. The top two seeds in the AFC? Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Aside from the Buffalo Bills, how many times do we see those teams in the playoffs? The Chiefs just recently because of Patrick Mahomes and all of that. But the Packers are always in the playoffs. Unless Drew Brees is hurt, the Saints are always in the playoffs. Let's go back and look at these other playoff teams. We've got the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. How many times have they been in the playoffs? So it would be the same thing if the NFL was only four games, but it's not. And that's how a New York Giants team can go from being a wildcard team to beating the undefeated New England Patriots. You love to see it. There's always a chance. There's always a chance. Any given Sunday. But Alabama's just a machine. Clemson's a machine, and they're all going to get the five-star recruits next year, and it's going to happen again. 
They are. And it's going to happen again. Just at least give us more football. Exactly. Give us more football. And we've got one more football, college football thing to talk about before we wrap it up for this technology-riddled episode of the What's the Snaps podcast. My headset went blank. Your microphone went blank. But guess what? We fought through it. And we made it through. Just like all these teams made it through a coronavirus season, we didn't think we were going to have it. But who's your pick for the Heisman? My pick. We're recording on a Monday that gets announced tomorrow. A lot of pressure all up front on the spot right now. This is a really up-in-the-air year. I don't remember it being this much of a toss-up for a long time. See, I think it was a toss-up until these bowl games. And now it's a clear-cut winner. You go first. Devontae Smith. Got Devontae Smith? Easily. I mean, Kyle Kyle Trask was my pick before he absolutely pooped the bed. That's Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Trevor and, Lawrence didn't really poop the bed. He could still be yeah, considered. He he threw for about 380 and three touchdowns, had two turnovers, but still put, put put forth a good game. I don't think he should be the Heisman, though. Mac Jones. It's Mac hard for me to Jones. pick Mac Jones when Devontae Smith is on his team. It was just so much more dominant. I'm gonna, it's hard for me to not rationally pick Devontae Smith. I'm going to go with Devontae Smith, too, and I want to see a wide receiver winning. Somebody that's not a quarterback. That does get old. Alabama running backs and Mm -hmm. quarterbacks get That gets old. Do you want to know the year that when the last non-quarterback or running back won the Heisman was? When? 1991. You want to know who won it? Who? Desmond Howard. Wow. Yeah, that's how long ago it was. 1991, before both of us were born, and Desmond Howard won the Heisman. That's crazy. That's crazy, but I think Devontae Smith is going to do it tomorrow. I hope he does. Also, that would alleviate the Heisman curse from Trevor Lawrence, wherever he goes. And that makes me happier as a human being, because I love him more than I've loved many women in my life. Do you love him more than Jared Daigie? You can't do this to me. I, I can't. I do. I do. I do. You do? Okay. I do. If Trevor Lawrence ends up going to the Washington football team, he won't. I know he won't, but I will lose my mind. What would you do? What would, would I you, do? Would you get his name tattooed on your on yourself? Maybe his jersey, like his jersey with his number. I'd, I I would, yeah. What if he busted? What if he was just awful after that? Well, if he's a bust, I already have a tattoo bet with my buddy, and if he's a bust, I have to get a tattoo somewhere on my body that he chooses. Already a Trevor Lawrence related tattoo bet going yep, on. Already, I've I've had that bet for about <laughs> six months. Because let's see, somebody just thinks Trevor Lawrence is going to be a bust. I got to tell them they're wrong, and then I get too hyped up. Had a couple drinks in me, and I say, I'll get a tattoo if he's a bust, and then I've got to honor it. So Yeah, you got to go all the way. You can't go halfway. Exactly. Scared money don't make money. Yep. And that does it for another edition of the What's the Snaps podcast. Make sure to check us out on YouTube where we post clips from each episode of the podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Both of those are at What's the Snaps. I am going to log off as Mike Fink, again with Michael Sussman here for the What's the Snaps podcast. Take it easy. Roll Tide. Oh, wow. Wow. Roll Tide. Boo. Peace out.